Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. And I'm Chris. Is it your pace or mine today, Ellie? Um, It'll be mine because I am coming on the coattails of doing my second, basically, uh, informal practice with the IC Ithaca College cross-country team. And they are a wonderful group of girls. And so I had the first sort of practice with them on Saturday. These are all virtual in Zoom because IC has been all online. And uh, so I met them on Saturday. And then today, just right before I got on this call with you, I had another one and we um, played categories. So that is what uh, real collegiate athletes do is they play categories on Zoom. And that was really awesome. And uh, how about you? What's, uh, how's your running going, Chris? It's going really, really great. Really, really great. And I started. um, So anyways, today... Uh, the leaves are a uh, poppin'. So I was at Harriet Hollister Spencer State Park today, and it was fantabulous. It was beautiful today. Today, Bella and I did a workout, and the workout was kind of crappy, but the foliage was beautiful. So um, I'm not going to look at the splits of that workout and I'm just going to enjoy being out there because some days it's just about that. It was super great for me. I did about seven and a half miles um, of trails and it's uh, it's a lot of uppy downy over there at Harriet Hollister. Um, it's on the side, for those that don't know, it's on like the side of Honeyoy Lake. So there's a part where there's an amazing overlook and see you can see all of Honeyoy. You're at the south end of the lake and you can look all the way up the north end of the lake. And on like a decent day, you can even see the city, which is crazy because um, it's 90 miles away. Um, anyways. That's awesome. So yeah, 60 miles away, let's say. I don't know. That's a long ways away. Um, but it's pretty great. Uh, so I did that. Um, I had a good week last week and lots of trail miles. Took uh, Clara on the trails, got some buddies at Menden. It's a good good time. And I did something crazy, crazy last week. I mean, not crazy. I started a push-up program. Got oh, that, okay. Got that going. You know, and in order to do push-ups, you have to also kind of do a plank, right? So yeah. it's sort of like plank and push-ups thing, you know. So that's pretty great. They, um, you know, I got I got uh, some, some sore arms, which is great because uh, I don't get those very often. And uh, running's great. Yeah, you know, push-ups, planks, some bodyweight squats, that gets you that gets you fit. Like you can get halfway there. I mean, functional fitness is it's uh it'll get you the most of the way there. I know what it, what it all is, you know. I know what it all is. Now I'm doing it again. 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 Yeah, I'm just I'm just cramming so much crap into this bag. It's really great. Like it's a stretchy bag so far. It's pretty great. It's, yeah. Uh, it's holding everything in there. It's holding it all in there. So that's um you know, we're rocking. So today um, I had an experience, Bella and I had an experience where we had to modify a workout actually. So I went into the workout feeling kind of tired because I didn't sleep super well last night because my coworker Nadia had me doing this riddle for the last two hours of work. And the answer was kind of morbid. And 
like it's one of those riddles where it's it encourages you to like stretch your mind and like ask questions, get yes or no answers to figure out this really complicated solution. Well, anyway, it took me two hours, but like I figured it out by the end of the shift, but the answer was morbid. I'm not going to go into it. But then, then of course me and my brain last night is like, let's see what other riddles there are like this. So of course it's like right before I'm about to go to sleep and I'm looking at these riddles And then I have very interrupted sleep with these freaky dreams. So I didn't get super great sleep and also work ran late last night. So not super restful. So I start, so Bella and I warm up and then our workout today was a 2K and then a 1K and then a series of hill work and then four by 400. And like the 2K, that was rough. Then then the one K that was my leg, my arms were like already lacked going like lactic. And I was like, I don't know about this. And then we get to the hill section and we pick the, and the hill we got to, there's a bunch of hills in Ithaca. If anyone has been here, it's very, there's a very pick your poison. There's hills everywhere. And so we get to this hill called Klein road. And I think it's specifically named after Laura Klein because, um, she would probably just crush this hill. But anyway, so we get to this hill And it's very steep. And we're supposed to do like a 90 second hill with 30 seconds, easy, 30 seconds, medium, 30 seconds, hard jog down, do that again. And then do like a couple more series like that. Well, after the first one, I thought that it was just like, my legs just had no juice. Like I was like, what is going on? Like I might have to just bag this workout and I was ready to bag the workout. But thankfully I had a running partner and she was like, no, I don't think it's you. Cause I feel the same way. I think this hill is just really steep. So what we ended up doing, cause she's very smart and has been running collegiately and running her whole life. She was like, instead of doing this like 90 second uphill, let's just do 30 second hill sprints hard because honestly the easy and the hard start to feel like the same thing anyway. So we ended up modifying the workout mid workout. And I thought that I would talk about that today because sometimes depending on your situation or how you're feeling, you might like, I wanted to bag the workout after the second K, but instead we modified it a little bit. And then I was able to finish the hill section, getting in the same amount of work and then do the four hundreds. And I actually was able to hit the pace on the four hundreds that we were supposed to. So we were able to modify the workout mid workout and still get something that resembled what my coach actually wanted. Um, and so I thought I would just sort of mention that as even if you have to modify the workout mid workout, there are a million ways to skin a cat. Um, So, uh, just think about that the next time you're doing a workout and you're like, I don't feel good. Maybe I should bag it. Maybe you should. And I've bagged it before if I'm not feeling it, but it's also helpful to have training partners with you or have some other sort of like, just maybe I could do something else and still get in the work and still get a stimulus. So yeah, that was, that was my run today. I know it's not, not very great. I know we're in the Halloween season and I know like, that's a common phrase, you know, ways to skin a cat, you know, but like, I'm just in that morbid zone. Like ever since yesterday, Oh God, I'm not feeling it. How about, how about we go with, there's uh, more than one way to eat an ice cream. Yeah, but no. Yeah. There's, there's more than one way to eat ice cream. So feel free to alter your workout. Just, it always has to have rainbow sprinkles on it and then, then you can eat it any way you want. (laughs) Okay. Okay, fine. Um, okay. 
So yeah, change up your workout. I mean, I'm sort of, I'm not even doing workouts like with these Tuesday days. These are just like hard effort Tuesdays. So I always feel like I'm sort of ad-libbing and, and the really goal, the goal of the whole thing is to get around two hours of hard trail work. So that's sort of what I'm, you know, and sometimes I'll be like, today's hard trail work is actually just being on the trail. So we're going to be, but then lately I've been trying to pick lots of hills and stuff and, um, I'll run some hills hard if I feel like, you know, I've been, Hey, this is about time to get some of that hard trail work. And then if I feel like, Hey, I've already worked hard enough, this hill deserves a hike, you know? So, but yeah. it was some, some good, good uppy downy today, but it is, uh, you know, altering workout and staying in the spirit and, uh, finding more way, more than one way to eat an ice cream. <laughs> so, uh, how's Jesus camp going for your child? He's loving forest school. Uh, yeah, he's he's doing great. Um, it's a it's big win for both of us right now. I gotta tell you. Yeah, and we're, and we're crushing some audiobooks um, on the ride. So I'm interested. What are you listening to? Um, we listened. The first book we listened to was called "Off to Be the Wizard." Um, oh. Yep. Is it like a Wizard of Oz spinoff? It is not. Um, oh. It is a book about a uh, kind of a, like a hmm, um, uh, sort of middling uh, computer data entry junkie who finds a uh, magical file. It turns out that that file controls all of life and he can um, alter things and then ends up altering a few things and decides he wants to go back into uh, medieval times and use these magic powers to be a wizard. And why in storybooks do people pick to go back to medieval times? Well, do you in, want to know what medieval times actually was? Right. It was rape. It was pillage. It was the bubonic plague. Mm-hmm. It was the church stealing money from you. It was medical care is draining the blood out of you and casting women into the fire. Right. And in this specific time, that's exactly why he went because he needed to, um, yeah, well, he stayed. He would have liked to have stayed in his modern times, except for he caused some uh, attention to himself by making the numbers in his bank account a little bit bigger. And he happened to see a book that said the best uh, times to live in medieval times. And he had figured out how to time travel. And he thought, if I go all the way back there, I can be a wizard. I can live like, um, you know, wizards do, which is better than kings do in a sense. And he could be like, you know, impervious and he's all the way back then and he won't worry about getting in trouble. So that's sort of where it came from, but it's a, um, it's a fun, uh, fantasy technology dork, uh, book. And we finished that one. And so now we're listening to spell or high water. Um, and they're great. They're, they're nice, uh, good, clean, fun. That sounds good. So Chris, before the podcast, I alluded to yesterday was Indigenous Peoples Day and the day before was October 11th. And do you know what is special about October 11th? Uh, no. It is one year to the day that I qualified for the Olympic trials. Oh, hey. So it was just like the past weekend, I've just been very contemplative and I sent everybody in my life. Thank you. Text messages. Oh, and let me. Oh, (laughs) maybe mine. Maybe maybe there's something wrong with my phone. (laughs) I swear it's in there. 
<laughs> Come on, you get the most bitmojis that I send anyone. <laughs> no, that is awesome. Congratulations. You have uh, a lot has changed in a year, hasn't it? It has, but also things like, I think the lead up to that race, I finally like made running a big part of my life in the sense that it's more than just running the miles and the workouts. Like I made sure, I think I remember telling you on your, on our, on the podcast I did on running inside out with you that I made sure like everything in my life was going to line up to give me the best chance to qualify. So that meant like sleeping, eating, resting, uh, not doing too many other stressful things, not taking on 13 projects, like stuff like that to just give myself the best chance to get there. And I think that since that time, like I qualified and I think that those habits thankfully have remained. Um, so even I got, I actually, I posted on my Instagram story on that day. Like this is the date that I qualified for the Olympic trials one year ago. If anybody has any questions, like, I mean, I'm feeling very contemplative and like stuff. So just ask. And one person asked like, how many hours a week do you spend training? And I have to be honest, it's like running wise, like 60 to 90 minutes, most days a week. But then I was thinking, if you were thinking about like eating, sleeping, recovering, core work, weight training, things like that. I mean, I guess it's a lot more, but I don't really necessarily think all the time, like I'm doing this just to run. It's more like I've sort of set myself up in the way that I don't need to think about it as much anymore. Like I don't need to like overthink like my meals or overthink like my sleeping or overthink that because like I've sort of just made it a routine. So I guess if you want to break it down, it's more than the 60, 90 minutes that I spend a day running. It's, but it's also just part of my life right now and in a good way, not an all consuming way. So I think that's like the best thing that's happened in this past year that I've been able to maintain those things. I think, uh, I, I, you know, I agree with that, but I also think that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're into that place where it's, you're spending most of your time thinking of or considering running. You're in, you're, you're not just spending, it's not like completely off and you're doing nothing and blah, blah, blah. And then flip. Okay. It's time to run. And then flip. Okay. I'm done running. You're doing the, the running is everywhere. Yeah. And I just, I realized that, but I also know when I need to take a step back, like I'm fine with taking, like I took two weeks off, like I'm all right with that, but I just, I love running and just everything about it. Like the people, the articles now getting into coaching, like the different people, like I just, that's just part of my life and just stuff that I'm always reading or seeing. And I, but I don't think of that as like, I'm doing this to be a better runner. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. I like it, you know? So I think that being accepting of that also, like, it's not, I'm just obsessed with running. It's like, I really love this thing. And it's, and me becoming a better runner or even just running in general and getting into the community has just changed my life in so many good ways. And so, um, I don't know. I really think this past year, I just started to embrace that more than, sort of hide it because I felt that I was being a nerd or being too obsessed with it when it's like, no, you're just embracing it. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, Gazelli. Just Gazelli. Do it. Yeah. I don't I, I don't have much to add to that. And I'm sure everybody wants to know my post OTQ meal was Cheetos. Cheetos. And they were delicious. Glamorous life. Yep. <laughs> Your pre run meal was also Cheetos. No, it was picky oats. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, um, that's pretty great. I, um, you know, I was a little contemplative. I don't want to, it's, this is not a, you know, anything you can do, I can do better. But, uh, this is two years from, uh, Oil Creek, the 20, the 22 hour 100K. <laughs> and just, you have run one and a half more times more hours that I have at once in I, my life. I that was there was no running for the last seven hours. Oh that. God. I think I still have the chafing. I think. Uh <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's actually a perfect segue into our episode topic, which is ironically being mediocre at things. You know what makes a be- a good segue a, a good segue? Is when, you, when you don't have to tell people it was a good segue. <laughs> I know, but I just like to point things out for people in case they don't we, get it. We do. We like to give signposts to our new listeners. We like we like highway signs to yeah. let them know what's, you just saw this and now here's what's coming up. <laughs> I like enough signs. It's like, it's like there aren't enough signs. Like in like a trail race, there aren't enough barkers for me to not get lost. Yeah, yeah, so I just am giving the people what they want because that's what I want. I get it. Not enough cones on the road. Nope, not right. ever. So, yeah, the, today's your pace because this is your topic. And you probably didn't even look at the spreadsheet that I, I made. I mm-hmm. did. We're mm-hmm. talking about being mediocre. All right. So I want to talk about this because I think that there's a big push or what a lot of people see in the culture today, especially with social media, is if you start to do something like a hobby, you have to be great at it or you have to just like want to master it. And to be honest, I think there is like a joy in just doing something just to do it. And so for me, I thought about this for a while because I actively now have to not try to be like make myself better at something. I'm not under no illusion that if I, everything I try, I'll be good at. I'm under no illusion, but I, it, I have the nature that like, if I like something, I want to get better at it or I want to keep improving. And there are some things in my life like running and that I do want to keep getting better. But I think there's also something character building for me to just accept being, yeah, it's fine. I do it. That kind of mentality at things. And so for me, that's editing my YouTube videos for the trust collective because if anyone's watched those, God bless you, because uh, that's they're all right. But, you know, I'm not I'm not a ginger runner. And then another thing that I've embraced being mediocre at is cooking. Um, and if I mean, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know, I've been like trying out different scone recipes and stuff. And I could see myself getting to that place, that headspace where like I have to make the best scone ever. And I actually had to stop and like actually journal about this and like just let it go. Like make stuff that tastes good because, you know, you're going to put peanut butter on it anyway. So it doesn't really matter. And but don't obsess about it. And I had to actually have this conversation with myself about scones. And that's where the topic for this 
um, show came from. And so those are just two examples. I can probably think of more, but I think just being like mediocre at some things, you just like, that's just gotta become okay. Because if not, you're always going to feel inadequate and that's not a way to live your life. But don't you think most people are okay with being mediocre at things? I mean, when somebody goes out say they go out to the bar and they play a game of pool, they know they're not good at pool. They're not like going to have a bad time because they're not the world's best pool player. Yeah, I guess. So I mean, but I just you... also see that then there's all the like, if you're not that great at something, there's like, I don't know, like instead of just like owning it or whatever, there's like the ex- a lot of excuses or you know, like I don't know. I just I see a lot, and I guess maybe just the culture, the people that I'm lucky to be surrounded by, or the friends that I'm I have, and I love everybody. It's not anything that I'm just like. I wish these people. It's more like I just wish people were more confident and accepting of like what they could do and what they are good at and what they're also mediocre at. Like if you're just like fine at, I don't know, origami, you don't need to make an excuse for why you're not the best origami person outside of Japan. I hope that's not the wrong country. I think that's great. I think your example is exactly the same as my example. We both know I haven't been practicing origami. I haven't been practicing pool. I'm not actively trying to get better at these things. This is just something that I picked up and I started doing. But what about, you know, okay, like you said today with your splits, you're not going to look at those splits for that workout because you kind of aren't going to like them when you look at them, right? Because you know you're on a goal of like getting better and breaking a five-minute mile. And so you... You do want to get better, right? And so there, there's a balance somewhere there between I'm okay and I want to get better and I'm going to be driven to get better. And then there is when does that expectation become unrealistic? Like this is as good as I'm going to get. And now I'm pretty happy with it because I know that I'm putting in the right effort and I'm getting out of it what I want. And this is how good I am at it. Yeah, I I get what you're, no, you make a really good point. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about this is because, but like, I think that a lot of people could be great at whatever they decide to do. And if they just put in the time, but there's also like the want to, right? Like people that are like, you could be like a great 50 mile runner or you could be like a great this. And it's like, yeah, but do I want to do that? And then if you don't want to do it, but you could do it, then I feel like there's the expectation that you should just because you can. And I mean, realistically, I could probably like end up a couple months if I worked on it, have like the best scone recipe in Ithaca. If I worked on it, like I work on running, I could do it. But I don't, and there is a part of me that's like, Ooh, should I? But like, no, because like, I don't want to, like, after I eat a scone that I don't feel is perfect, I don't want to have that like, oh, well, you know, it could have been this or like, oh, they've only used seven <laughs> tablespoons of butter, not oh eight. Oh, those guys, you know, like, I don't so want to get into your, that thing. Everything in your life is a track workout. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, We're not going str- to Mordor today. I mean, you're struggling to prevent everything in your life from yes. being a track workout. I'm not struggling. I'm by talking about it, yes. I will not struggle with yes. this. Okay. So so you're you're working on 
and you're embracing the idea that not everything in your life is a track workout. Got it. Yes. Good. I like that. I like that. And I think that just embracing mediocrity is a wonderful thing for people. Yeah, but I think embracing mediocrity is harsh on this. It is is more about choosing what you're going to put your effort into and like, you know, I, I guess understanding where if you are trying at something understand why you're trying and get the thing out of it if you want the world's best scones recipe then get on it um because maybe baking in general is your life and maybe you love baking so much that you really legitimately want to impress people when we can get back to runs again and we can see people pre-run you want to impress people with the best batch of scones ever and be like, what'd y'all do all COVID, right? Boom. Maybe you want to do that. That's great. But I don't see that's a problem. Right, right. I don't, so wa- you I don't, don't want think. to, you don't want to, and somebody else does, but if they don't get there, I don't think it's, I, I know you're using the word mediocrity, but I don't think it's mediocre, right? Like, Feel free to understand that each one of your talents has a ceiling. And if you hit that ceiling, you know. But I'm not even talking about getting to the ceiling. I'm like saying it's okay to like hit the second story. Like it's like, it's all right to just like, I know I could get better at this, but I don't want to. Or like, like, for example, I have three hours right now. I could make a killer batch of scones, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to like take 20 minutes, throw something in the oven and I'll add extra chocolate chips. and It's going to be good. And you're going to foam roll and you're going to listen to a running podcast while they bake. Actually (laughs) this morning when I was baking, I listened to Ezra Klein's show on, on box. So yeah. Um, but you were also foam rolling, I'm sure. No. Yeah. I was not. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I did that, that afterwards. Oh, if the list, yeah. See if the listeners could see that look. That's the look that my dog gives me when I go, what is that? And she goes, mm. yeah. Did you get into the garbage again, Ellie? <laughs> Were you foam rolling? <laughs> what are you trying to tell me, Lassie? Uh, so. All um, right. So maybe okay. mediocrity. I'm not saying we should no, strive I, for mediocrity. No, I get what you're saying. Um, and it's a balance between... <laughs> Because the other side of this coin, (laughs) Ellie, I know you are in positive, running through the fall foliage, coaching young girls, and reminiscing on your Olympic trials qualifier, and you're feeling great. Oh, stop it. (laughs) But the other side of this coin could be taken as, well, if you're not good at something, that's fine. Just give up. No, I'm not saying give exactly. up. Exactly. So I'm saying, though, that's the other side. It's not of like I'm going to stop making scones. Right, right. And your scones are not gooey batter or black chunks. So you're somewhere in the middle in the scone uh, dial here, right, on the scone spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to figure out exactly, you know, how good a scone maker you want to be. But I, I don't want people to take, like, yeah, you suck. Be happy with sucking. Because sometimes people might want the other side where Ellie was a couple of weeks ago, which is like, if you're not feeling it, just keep at it and it's going to get better, right? There's a middle ground somewhere. 
I believe I said, if running sucks, slow down. I think, I think that's there's what I that, said. But, you know, there's a loose interpretation in everything. <laughs> it's true. So all I'm trying to say is, yeah, I agree with you that we all can't be the best at all the things and we shouldn't beat those, shouldn't beat ourselves up, especially for the things in which we're not really putting in the effort to be the best. Yes. And if you do put in the effort to be the best and you suck, embrace the process. Yeah. And just be honest and give yourself a break. Yeah. You don't need to be the best at everything. Well, and I'll honestly tell you, it's very much true uh, for when I decided I liked running again, right? I decided that why the hell am I like, you're supposed to be this good because I'm not that good because I'm not running and I'm not supposed to be as good as I ever thought I might have been once upon a time, especially not running. So when I decided to stop doing that and just go for a run, and just be like, hey, ran today. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Woods are nice. Take a drink. <laughs> Woods are nice. Uh, once you start doing that and just embracing that you did the thing that you enjoy doing, which is why you want to be good at it, then embrace it. You know, you, you know the one of the best things, I don't know if you remember this, but we were talking about your training plan. And I remember one of the best things that I ever heard you say, and I want people to remember this because this is like, a nugget is when Chris was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to get a runner's world plan. And I was like, yes, because people think like, even like, even I find value in runner's world plans. Like I, I mean, come on. Like I read every training plan that I can find. Cause I just like think it's really cool. And you know what? Yeah. It's cookie cutter, but like, I don't know, finding a perfect or advanced or like Pitzinger or Jack Daniels plan. Like, it just, I mean, that runner's world plan is gold. Like that's why it's there. So like, I remember when you said that and you sort of hesitated because like everybody thinks that they're above the runner's world beginner, Hal Hagdon beginner plan. When I'm like, actually this first day that says walk for 30 seconds, run for 30 seconds. I do that. So, uh, I actually think this plan is fine. Like when you said that, I was just so happy. And I was like, this is why, I brought you out of the ashes and said, Chris, let's have a podcast. <laughs> Is that how it happened? <laughs> I think so. Oh, <laughs> too bad we didn't record that conversation. Remember it was when we were at Ithaca Bakery and after you paid, I was like, oh, I have a discount. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> we should have recorded that conversation because I'm not quite sure that's how it went. I, um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, so do as uh, we say, not as we do. Cause yeah, I looked at one of those and I just didn't like it. It didn't seem fun. So I started it, but it was like boo earns. I mean, um, but you looked at it and you well, were like, because it it was, it's a valid plan. It's great. No, it was good. It just didn't seem fun to me to, it didn't, it didn't, uh, blow on those coals in that, uh, fire. Right. It, it was kind of like, yeah, I get that. And Yeah. Um, so I'll take that and I'll, I'll, uh, be in the spirit of it, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't what I felt like, you know, 1.5 miles on a, you know, Thursday, it was like, no, I'm, I'm just going to go run for three miles and I'll understand what they're saying is go slow in the first mile, go a little bit faster in the second mile and go slow again in the third mile. I'll do something like that, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I get, I get that sometimes, you know, you have to be basic and that's very important if you want to get started or you want to get off the you know off the schneid 
as they say in the olden days. Um, you just gotta you gotta start somewhere. Kick the field goal. You don't have to throw the bomb for the touchdown. You know. Yes, I like that analogy. Kick the field goal. Yeah, get started. Get some points on the board, and then go from there. Yeah, you know? I like it. I like it. Ah, good, because that's all I got. <laughs> well, this is a perfect segue <laughs> into uh. our our final segment, everybody's favorite segment. The food segment. What you eating, Chris? Uh, I screwed up some bread this week. Really? Oh, Tell bad. me. Oh, it was terrible. Um, so I was like, hey, time to start baking uh, again. It's getting warm. Need that comfort or getting cold. Need that comfort food. So um, I guess what I'd say is the, the not so story is I got um, I got three green smoothies in this week for breakfast, which was pretty great. That's that's the aside. But now this bread thing. So I was going to make a French country loaf, which is like the big ball. And it's got like the slices around it, but it's crusty on the outside. And then it's real bubbly and soft on the inside. And uh, you're supposed to do this starter. Uh, so it's not like a sourdough starter like all of Instagram did for some reason. Um, it's more like you make a little yeasty kind of pudding starter and you just keep that off to the side and they say, you know, two, at least two hours, but they're like, no, do it for, you know, if you're going to do this right, do it for 12 to 16 hours. And then you just, um, you take that, you don't do anything with it other than mix the rest of your stuff into the bowl, you know? Uh, so this was like Sunday and I'm like, all right, it was like 4 p.m., Bad time, 2 p.m., bad time to be doing it, really, when you're going at 12 to 16 hours. That's not, that's not right. 12 hours puts you at 2 a.m. So this is what I thought. I thought to myself, I thought, well, I'll go the uh, 18 hours, which is going to put us at like 9 a.m. the next day. So I did a little starter at uh, 2, and then I was like, aha, the next day comes along. I'm going to get up early, and I'm going to do it. Yeah, well, uh, it was part of the week, uh, the week the week from Mordor, um, it was not great. Uh, so the afternoon came and then we got into the after work hour and I was like, oh no, the starter. And uh, so I uh, peel back the plastic from the bowl. No bueno. Oh, I thought, I was hoping you were going to say it like turned into something and now you have a third child. <laughs> it smelled, it smelled like, uh, um, it smelled like the streets after St. Patrick's Day. It wasn't very good. During very, the pandemic? <laughs> very yeasty, very uh, just not good. It was all watery and all the like flour had sunk out of the mixture again. And it was just gotcha. slime. It was moist, yeasty slime. Mm, I'm try again next week. <sighs> yeah. So time management and baking. Baking and time management are two things that you you really have to at least be mediocre at both of them in order to get any sort of product. That's true. Sorry for a not so great uh, story, but it was my food drama this week. Well, three green smoothies is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right I today, yeah, I mean, hey, why well, get some? Um. I have made a couple things in the past week. I made homemade seitan, which is my favorite thing to do recently. It's just so tasty. And then when I 
finished that, I started like putting it in the air fryer and making kind of like Satan wings with some uh, Franks, you know, mm. in the corner drinking Franks. And um, then I made uh, I made a sauce today for it's like a vegan cheese sauce is what it was called. But like you, it doesn't taste like cheese, but it's a very tasty sauce. It's like savory. It's got carrots and potatoes and onions and like some spices in it. And then you cook it all together and then you puree it and it becomes like a sauce. And so you can either eat it as soup or I've been, or I put it on pasta today. Um, that's pretty good. And then I also made uh, these like banana breakfast bars from the pioneer woman cookbook. So I'm looking forward to that for breakfast tomorrow. Did you use uh, any electric utensils making those breakfast bars? Or were you in the full pioneer woman spirit? Oh no, I don't have a mixer. So yeah, I just use uh, my muscles. So how you you all these things you're like beating all these with like uh, a whisk? What are you using? Like a mix a wooden spoon? Yeah, like a whisk or um yeah a whisk or a spoon. Yeah. So I don't have a almost, I don't have a. You're almost pioneer woman spirit. You're just not churning your own butter, huh? Yet. Yet. There yeah. you go. Coming correct with the butter churning. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that that's my day, but uh, it was good because I have two day, Tuesdays off, so I spend after the workout, I spend most of the rest of the day cooking and relaxing, and it's very nice. Outside of the school, shooting some b-ball, being mediocre at things, you know. That's good. I, you know, I'm I'm glad we went. Uh, I'm glad we went deep on that one. I think we did. And I want to know what else is mediocre is our Instagram. So uh, you can follow us at hamstrings and heartstrings. You can follow me at gazelle. You can follow Chris at running inside out and please join our Patreon because it's really fun and you'll get some recipes and maybe once in a while, Chris might show up on there. Hey, so here's the thing also for you, especially you um, patron supporters. Um, we just finished up 25 episodes. This is episode 26. There are a number of you who have chosen to, uh, put your hard earned bucks on the table and say, please give us some more podcast. We want to see it happening. So I'm interested from you folks. What is it that you like about this show or what would you like more of? And you can email that to hamstrings and heartstrings at gmail. And I want to hear, like, what do you like about it? Or um, what do you wish we would do? What do you what do you listen to and go, I hope they do this today? I want to know what that's all about. 25 episodes, you've got a good sampling of what we're going to be up to. Um, we just talked about being mediocre, so it ain't going to get much better than this <laughs> unless you help us out. Uh, so I want to hear from you. And if you're a new listener and you're like, what is this show about? Ask us because uh, we'll tell you. I really want to hear from some folks. So there. How about that, Ellie? That was great. But you know, they're not going to email. They're going to drop it in my DMs and I'm ready for it. It's fine, guys. Oh, that's, whatever, hit, whatever. Hit me in the DMs. If that's what you want to do. Um, that's Whichever's easiest. I answer everything. You guys know that. Yep. All right, All guys. Right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.